Hello and welcome to Friend Update episode number one. My name's Dan Wood. And I'm Adam Spring. And today we're going to be introducing Adam and also learning about Web 4.0. Hey friends, and welcome to what is going to be the first in a regular series of update videos all about the Friend Unifying platform, keeping you, our fans and community updated with the latest developments about FriendUp and also introducing you to our team here as well. Now in today's video, I'd like to officially welcome to the team, Adam Spring. Oh, well, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Now, before we get into your involvement with FriendUp, you know, we're all friends here. It's nice to find out a little bit of background about each other and also get to know you properly as well. So I thought it might be quite interesting to go right back to the start. What was your earliest memory of computers and where did it all begin for you? So for me, it began in the UK. You know, don't let the accent fool you, even though I'm living in the US now in Atlanta. Um, it started with really the computer literacy project, but also as well, I think, more importantly, the microelectronics stroke computing boom that was going on in the 80s in the UK. You know, I think for anybody growing up at that time, it was almost like osmosis. You couldn't mm -hmm. help but suck it up, you know. And so my first computer, for example, was a Commodore 64. But before that, you know, I had memories of the Spectrum, the Amstrad and, you know, all of the stuff going on in that scene at that time. Yeah, we'll remember, you know, anyone that grew up in Britain in the 80s and 90s will remember, you know, having um, logo turtles going around the classroom and Absolutely. learning basic and all machine code, that kind of thing. And did what was your kind of experience at home of computers and did you use them for creative purposes? Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of multiple things, really, you know, obviously video gaming, you know, we mm. had a rich thing going on in the console computing scene and then through, you know, uh, computers like the Amiga and other personal computers, yet yeah, writing, artwork, all of that. So very much so, very much the creative computing space. So in terms of a career, I mean, you mentioned that, you know, you are a Brit abroad these days. Um, what do you do day to day then? What's your main job? So basically via uh, my qualifications in archaeology, I actually got into 3D imaging mm -hmm. in quite a, a heavy way. So I've worked with quite a lot of high-end 3D imaging or, um, products that can be used to, say, record buildings at millimeter level or look at things like surface inscriptions. It's used quite a lot in forensics and the film industry. And I ended, I actually ended up moving to the US um, through my wife. But prior to that, I'd spent a lot of time over here because a lot of the technology I use was actually developed on the West Coast in California. Mm -hmm. And you do a lot of traveling in your role as well, don't you? I've done a bit of traveling over the years. Yeah. You know, I've done work all over the world, um, done stuff in Greece, Albania, Australia, I was in Italy recently for a project I was involved with and also uh, with Georgia State University because, you know, one of the things I've noticed weirdly in my career is being able to marry research with the commercial world is I've been doing work in Guatemala. And mm -hmm. if you go to um, the video link on my remotely interested YouTube page, you can actually see some of the work that I did in Guatemala and a description of some of the technology I used. Well, let's talk about remotely interested because, you know, people may be watching this who are fans of your podcast that you do. But, um, you know, for people that may not have come across the show before, um, explain what you do. Because you've been doing remotely interested podcasts for a couple of years now, haven't you? Yeah. So really, it came out of. So I, I kind of I guess I would say I'm kind of a natural people person mm. and, you know, networking and connecting with people and connecting people to other people is something that I have a natural skill set with. Um, and I think one of the people that summed it up best was RJ Michael, who I, I had the opportunity, but sadly stayed with when Dave Needle passed away, mm -hmm. who you know was a friend of mine and somebody that we knew through the Amiga scene, um, is I'm somebody that I naturally collect stories. And the 
remotely interested podcast is it's kind of taking that storytelling but also being able to connect the dots in places where you know otherwise people may not you know so say for instance uh, a friend of mine who developed the first laser scanner i used greg walsh i believe is episode number 10 and you can go back and look at that but at the same time you could go to episode 12 and look at kim justice and you know see how the points that they're making about they interact with otherwise disconnected technologies actually you know in terms of what they're doing it's coming from a common place so that's kind of what the, the remotely interested podcast is about is technology people and finding connections so is that kind of what excites you from technology what it can do for people yeah absolutely um i mean it's it's a great equalizer you know mm. if you look at particularly in the last 10 years what it's done in the education space i mean look at how many people now can go to YouTube and learn to pretty much do anything. You know, I'm obviously not going to give examples because they could be varied, but you know, there's an equal playing field through technology now, particularly the connectivity that it brings. And that's what excites me. Even communications as well. I mean, the fact that we're doing this on French at the moment, mm. this wouldn't have been possible like 10, 15 years ago. Well, yeah. And I mean, you know, again, you and I are friends. We've never actually physically mm -hmm. met, but we know we feel like we know each other because we've spoken so much online, mm -hmm. you know? So what, what does that tell you, you know? It's, it's crazy. Let's talk a bit about FriendUp then. So when did you first hear about the project and what initially sparked your interest? So I heard about it via the Amiga 30th event that took place in California. I spoke with Bill Bazzari, who was uh, the organizer for the event, and he connected me with Arna, who's the CEO of FriendUp. And prior to this, um, because of... I went through a period for some reason of researching lightweight operating systems. And I don't know why I did, but one of the things I've got a natural sort of feel for is emerging technology trends. And I guess it must have fed into that. And one of the things I was considering was a device agnostic operating system. And where would that be going? And would that be emerging? Because, you know, you have to bear in mind, this was before Google announced Fuchsia, which, you know, was August 2016. And I was speaking to Arna in 2015. And what Anna described to me was exactly what I was thinking about, which was an operating system that could, you know, work across platforms, but without any reduction in fidelity or what you wanted to do with what you were working on at the time. So obviously, you've got to think about how that fits into your life as a user. And, you know, you've got to think of a platform agnostic operating system, being able to have access to all of your files, the programs you use at home, in the office. I mean, yeah. some, some people who maybe are not into emerging technologies or don't think that far ahead. I mean, when they eventually get their head around it, it is a really powerful concept, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think, you know, with the infrastructures that we now have in place in the developed world, you know, obviously you can't talk that much about the, you know, less developed areas of the world, is it's becoming more ubiquitous in the sense that we don't even realize it you know i mean if you know you and i were trying to have this conversation 15 years ago via video call mm -hmm. good luck you know what i mean it's kind of like there's no way you would have been able to do it i mean even if you look at things like mobile phones what 1999 looking at it from a uk perspective from what i remember and look how much now they're pretty much like televisions mm -hmm. you know you wouldn't you wouldn't expect it not to be in your home or in your life in any way you know, so I think the real interesting thing for me about FriendUp is the way it's looking to tackle, you know, what has never been a more connected time. Well, there's one thing that we've talked about, and that is, you know, some people still getting their head around, you know, Web 2.0. But obviously, the yeah. industry at the moment is talking about Web 4.0. So explain a little bit about what, what Web 4.0 is and where that's going to take us. Yeah, I mean, touching upon Web 4.0, really, I guess one of the gateway technologies you could use to understand it would be a mobile phone or particularly a smartphone, because essentially what you've got now is a computer in your pocket that's extremely powerful for the size that it's actually at. 
And Web 4.0 is essentially an extension of the mobility of computing technologies now and the way in which, you know, not only we communicate with the machines or through the machines with other people, but also how the machines are communicating with each other. You know, now I'm not, I'm not talking Terminator stuff here, but I'm just saying that, you know, <laughs> it's, it's an, inevi- an inevitability of connectivity. Well, even when, you know, we've looked through the specifications of Web 4.0 that Tim Berners-Lee and the, the team have come up with, I mean, pretty much friend is an, almost an exact fit for what they're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, you couldn't have kind of written that document, which I'm sure, you know, you'll put in the link below to this so people can see it. You know, that, that one particular paragraph in the, in the Web 4.0 section, you couldn't have written it better, really. You know, it was completely, and that was, I think that paper was 2012 or something like that. So, you know, it's timely. It's very, very timely. Well, Adam, as you mentioned, you and I have been, you know, friends for many years now. It's great to have you as part of the uh, Friend team as well. So for people that, you know, might be seeing you for the first time, what are you going to be doing at Friend then? What's your role here now? Um, So immediately, I think one of my roles is conceptually trying to flesh things out a bit, you know, make it easier for people to understand, bring in my prior knowledge and my prior connections into things, but also as well, think about things in the future as well. And this, you know, when I'm describing this, this is more a long-term aspiration for me, but, you know, in the worlds that I know of uh, architectural engineering and construction, one of the big things at the moment is the paperless workflow. And something like Friend has a huge potential when it comes to working with things like 3D imaging or building models or anything like that and being able to have, you know, communication going on between not just an office in the same country with workers on the ground in the same country, but also, you know, communication between offices around the world. And that's what really excites me about the the Friend platform at the moment. To give you an idea of an example that's kind of close to that idea at the moment is what Trimble is doing with HoloLens. And Mm -hmm. again, you know, we can provide the link below this, this YouTube video. So that's what really excites me about it is what we can do in the future for actual you know, tangible work cases in that kind of sector. And the paperless office, I mean, that's been a dream of many companies since like the 80s, hasn't it? So the fact that we, we are now finally at that stage where it could become a reality and we don't have to destroy rainforests to do like our daily work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, probably the, the example that many people might know is the client server. Mm-hmm. You know, the client server is really one of the earliest examples of trying to do that, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get away from that paper side of things. But the funny thing is, to use a pop culture reference, uh, do you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at all? No. Okay. Well, there's an episode in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where they're talking about the most secure form of information they can have. And it's an office with a filing cabinet with paper that they have to physically throw out the window <laughs> to actually get the information. So to be able to move away from that and, you know, have the ability to work with technologies like blockchain, you know, which is obviously a form of coding where secure is native to it. It's just going to it's going to change a lot of things. And I think we're getting there. I think we're totally getting there. And what kind of people do you see using Friend or what kind of you know people do you like to see using it? I mean, the immediate things for me would be something like Friend Chat. So mm-hmm. anybody that's using um, communications on a day to day basis for uh, commerce or, you know, business to business or business to consumer interactions, that would be an immediate thing. Um, I think as well, what I would personally like to see is people in the creative spaces, you know, like maker spaces and stuff like that using it, because I feel as though part of the origins of Friend come from that creative computing process. You know, the the tinkering with the idea, the following an idea or a philosophy to try and get somewhere to where you think you need to be. So I would like to include communities like that as well, because I think that could very much be uh, 
uh, a, a wealth or no pun intended a spring of inspiration to develop the platform further and i mean there is a lot of potential for developers to get involved at this stage as well either just you know for fun to experiment with it or maybe set up servers or i mean it it is a platform that's kind of ripe for the picking isn't it absolutely i mean you know at the least if anybody's looking to have fun with it try to do something along the lines of gaming Mm -hmm. you know for community gaming it would be a fantastic you know platform to to use well adam thank you for joining us today and uh, let me just say officially welcome to the friend up team it's great to have you on board Thank you. It's, it's wonderful to be on board and it's, uh, it's already exciting and fun, which is a good thing. And we're going to make this a regular thing, aren't we? Absolutely, as much as possible. So if you have got any questions or maybe any topics you'd like us to cover in future videos, so we get a lot of questions, you know, in the um, video comments and we get tweets all the time as well. So um, we'll be covering those, hopefully doing this a regular weekly video update. So any questions, do get in touch. Either leave a comment in this video, um, you know, look at Adam's friendly face. He's a very approachable guy. Uh, you can always just uh, leave a comment, tweet us, hang on the developer forums with us. We're an IRC most of the day as well. I provide all of those links in the video description and we'll see you next time. Cheers for now.